welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, uh, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. Uh, my name is Chris Sutton, and I'm joined in our lead studio today by Jerry Andrews. Jerry is a body mind coach at Shan Holistic Massage Therapy. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Chris. So, we um, did a podcast previously, and we mm -hmm. talked about the body mind connection. Um, yep. But you wanted to come back, and I'm delighted to have you back, to talk about um, body-mind coaching. Mm. No, I'm glad to be back. Thank you. And um, yes, we were talking previously about things around that people have um, plans for things that they want to do. Mm. And uh, also, you know, we're looking at sort of fitness plans and diet plans and so on. So people are used to this idea of planning. But what um, I'm finding with the people that come to me is that they don't always think about planning around their own sort of well-being and people don't always think about their mental well-being as part of as much as as their physical well-being yeah. either so the, um, the the thing that I've been working on around this idea of body mind coaching and I work both as a, um, a massage therapist but I've also been working as a coach I mean you knew me perhaps in a different context around employability and work coaching and so yeah. on. that's how yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. first met and um, it's entirely that sort of issue that it's as a um, I suppose somebody who's working with other people around their their well-being this idea that actually you can support somebody and work alongside them mm -hmm. rather than doing something to them if you know what I mean mm -hmm. is the the purpose that I feel is does work for many people okay so people talk about um, getting well and wanting to recover from their pain or whatever source that might be from mm -hmm. and come for massages and so on yes and we see a lot of other types of uh, you know, physical therapists whether it's physio chiropractors osteopaths and so on as well as the doctors so we want somebody to come and fix us sometimes yeah yeah but what we don't really do is we don't always think that we've got a role to play in this or isn't that, we've caused it in isn't the that, first place isn't when you say it i mean isn't that ridiculous? Yes. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't want to offend anyone. I'm talking about myself here. Okay, let's just, let's personalise it. I'm talking about me. But that's absolutely right. And in fact, when I've talked about, um, so I do a lot of work around um, social, emotional, mental health, mm. particularly with, with children. And when we, when you, like, the NHS kind of interaction with a lot of mental health, um, you know, the NHS is amazing. It's an incredible service. And mm. But if you go to your GP and you talk about your mental health, you know, a large proportion of the time I would suggest people leave there with a prescription for some medication to make yeah. them feel better. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, the this SEMH, social, emotional, and mental health, you know, it's the S, it's the social... Mm. That is that bit that fascinates me. Yeah. And in some respects, that's kind of what you're talking about, or I'm going to try and make it what you're talking about. Because <laughs> it is these other factors. It is these things that are happening um, around your own world. It is things like, yeah. it is your upbringing. It is where you grew up. It is how much, um, sometimes how much money your family mm -hmm. had, so what kind mm -hmm. of food was put on the table, so mm -hmm. what diet you had. Um, it's things I've talked about previously, how you treat your children. I treat my children by giving them a sweet, right? Okay, right. And I was talking to Dr. Emma Kirk a few weeks ago on the podcast, and she was saying, I'm not sure if this was on the podcast or off air, but she was saying, 
why did you give him a sweet? Why didn't you give him a hug? And oh. I was like, well, but that's not a treat, is it? You know, a <laughs> hug from me, you know. Um, so, and, and she was going, so did you, were you given treats as a child? And I was like, well, I think so. You know, that certainly was seen as something, if I had, a, if mm. I was given some, you know, some chocolate or something, mm. that would be seen as a treat. It's a reward, isn't it? A re- yeah, so that's a better way of putting it. So she was like, all right, so you're just, you're just going to carry that on, are you? I was like, ah! <laughs> but these are, my point is, these are social factors that yeah, yeah, are yeah. not, you know, they're not um, a medical kind of intervention of fixing yeah. something. These are, and there are a gazillion it's, of these. It's interesting you say that because um, just yesterday I was um, up in Glasgow uh, doing some work on behalf of Halsa Wellbeing, who do some sort of corporate massage and things. So okay. I went up there with another, uh, another therapist. And it's exactly that. You know, a lot of businesses and, and the councils well used to provide massage treatments, and these things are seen as perks. Yeah, the job, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, actually, why is that necessarily seen as a reward or a treat? Yeah, when in fact, actually, that should be part of your you natural health care. The funny thing is, you can see you see it on like football players, you know, like in changing rooms, and there's like massage tables and yeah. things and that. I reckon, you know, get it down the council. You know, massage tables. <laughs> I'm with you all the way there. <laughs> like, yeah, we would have so much better work. We but we would. We would. We would feel better. And we, and we, but we, we laugh about it, you know, because yeah. it's because of how ludicrous that sounds yeah. um, to, to it becoming a reality. But the yeah. reality is it would be of benefit to people. Enormously. I mean, you know, this is why people come for treatments because they've got aches and pains their shoulders are sitting in front of that computer or they're just sitting yeah and that is deadly enough as it is yeah yeah you know, why do people have backache yeah for so long because they're sitting for far too long yeah that's right they're not moving i always think about this with in terms of watching tv so i i i i'm fairly self-aware i think and one of the things i became aware of i've become aware of in the last few years is that i see myself I see the only kind of, in air quotes, which I hate, um, mm-hmm. relaxing or downtime is if I'm sitting watching telly. Mm. You know, if I'm yep. doing anything else, I see it that I'm actually doing yeah. something, so it's yeah, not yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Whereas actually, doing lots of other things can be a form of relaxation or your kind of your your own thing that you find mm. relaxing. But if you, but it, I had this. One was a quote from friends, which always makes me laugh. When someone's, when one of them says, they meet someone and they say, oh yeah, we, we don't have a TV. And I think Joey says, what right. do you point the furniture at? It's like, everything's yeah, around the TV. Because it's literally, you could look at, you know, most, most living rooms in, in the country and they're all, all of the, all of the sofas are facing the telly, yeah, yeah, you know, and of course. wall in front of, yeah, like it, in front of a wall. But, but I think, but the thing I was going to say that I think about it sometimes, if I get really into a series, which obviously we're in this culture of binge watching, you know, mm, um, mm. series of TV programs, um, if you turn the TV off, but put, or if you if you had a camera behind the TV so you couldn't see it, goggle box. And what? Yeah, well, yeah, goggle box. But like, but was with the sound down and just right. watched me. Yeah. There's six hours of completely static motion. You know, just literally. Oh, he's he's got up. He's he's got up and got himself a drink. And he's gone to the toilet. That's it. You know, the only movement is my arm reaching for the next Maltese or whatever. You know, like it's, like monkey world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you think, yeah, that can't be good. Can it? That cannot be good. Um, 
and I'm sure you know. And there are things about TV that are stimulating, and you learn things, and you know there are mm. there are positive. But things. it's a very passive, isn't it? We sit there and we yeah. take it in, yeah, only through our eyes and yeah. our ears. We're but, not doing it. But anyway, go, yeah. No, no, I was just going to say it's interesting, really. Part of what I try and do with people then, as part of the coaching bit of the mind body coach side of things, is that thing about I talk about coaching when I'm doing some other stuff as being it's around um, mirrors mirrors and windows okay so it's this idea that we can be a mirror to people so we're reflecting back mm -hmm. what they are saying to us yeah. I guess on the one hand and revealing themselves to them mm -hmm. but then we're also windows to people so we're actually opening up their view of another way of seeing things okay I so like it. I like it. I do like. I like that. I mean, I've I've worked with someone who um, um, who is like a a coach has like is a qualified coach, and um, it can be quite frustrating if you realise someone's coaching you because mm. you're kind oh, of like yeah. I want your opinion and they're like they won't <laughs> give it because they want you to you know they just reflect everything back to you. Yeah. But one hundred percent, you know, even like in, in talking therapies, you know, with psychotherapists. Mm. That's essentially what ends up happening. Is they, they they put that they hold that mirror up to you. I like that mirrors and windows because they they hold that mirror up to you and and you and you kind of you kind of really do know deep down what yeah. needs to what change you need to make or what shift you need to make yeah. in your in the way you look at things. Um, but because it might be painful or difficult or Absolutely. challenging, Absolutely. you bury it and. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, and then we avoid, don't we, a lot, or we, we yeah. find move away from that. And then the window aspect of it is, you know, equally as important in terms mm. of well, if you don't know what things you can actually do to help make that change, mm. you know, mm. you don't know what you don't know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. And um, actually, this is quite interesting as well, because the way I sort of see the other side of things in terms of the massage work is then we were talking in the the previous uh, session around how. Touch is so important. Mm, yeah. And in massage particularly, you know, palpatory skills are really important because what's, what are you feeling under the skin? Palpatory. Yeah. Never heard that word before. Okay. So yeah. tell me about that. So that's, that's touch. So it's, it's a sort of, um, it's in a sense, you're a detective, I guess, and you're trying to explore the body so, and work out how things feel and uh, what might be behind that. I might have a weird question for you now. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> right. Okay. So... Um, do you do or have you done Reiki? Yes. Do you are you a Reiki practitioner? Yes. Okay, cool. So it's not that weird then. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, in a couple mm. of sentences, what's Reiki? So for people that don't know, I suppose in a sense it's about uh, channeling and helping to balance out energies. Energies. But, yeah. Uh, so move through the body. And you are the conduit, if you like. Yes. You know, the energy is not coming from you no, it's not. going into the person that's bit, that you're. Um, no massaging or that you're, that you're doing the treatment yeah. so um i'm very receptive or susceptible receptive is the word i think mm -hmm. to reiki mm -hmm. i absolutely okay. love it right um and i remember the first time i ever went to reiki to have reiki done on me mm. and i walked out there out of there and the person i was with said to me whoa all of the lines from your forehead have gone you know they were like you've just <laughs> like you look and i felt kind of drunk 
Yeah, yeah. And I was so, you know, really spacey. And the, and the therapist hadn't even touched me mm. physically. You know, mm. like hands yeah. had just been above me kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm, you know, so a lot a lot of people will be so like... Have you, are you practising? So you practicing? No, no, well, I've, I've, so I've done level one, like okay. I did the course, but I've never moved on to kind of um, uh, further than that. But I would like yeah. to at some point in the future. But, but the thing that interests me then is... When you said about pal- palpatory, yes, right. So pal- palpatory skills. My so I didn't know you did Reiki, but my mm. uh, what I was wondering it was um, I was thinking about phrenology. I think which is lumps and bumps on your okay. head. I think yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. Um, and you're feeling out for lumps and bumps and things. Mm. There's, a, there's a physical thing that mm-hmm. you're feeling out. Yep. So I wasn't sure when you talked about palpatory skills yep. if you meant you were feeling for knots or well, yes, yes, but also yes. but, but also and the thing that was really piquing my interest okay. was whether you're feeling for that energy um, personally I, I don't work in that way I know some other people perhaps do pick up uh, different uh, tensions and so on different sort of balances in the energy and you might find areas actually you do sometimes you find areas of the body which might be hot or cold yeah and that's an interesting aspect as well. I found that. That's the sorry. I'm gonna, I could. No, no, no. no, no I, 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 I found that in both, both doing Reiki on someone like on a friend, not professionally, mm. just um, um, where it was someone who had a migraine, right. and they said every time I have a migraine, I'm in bed for three days on right. or like or two days or whatever it was, yeah. and I just have to ride it out. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. I take the tablets and then I ride it out. And I'd just been, I'd just done this Reiki course. And I was like, oh, let me have a go. I'll do some Reiki <laughs> on you. And I had my hand, not again, not even touching mm. the side of her mm. head. And she hadn't told me anything about the, you know, the, the location of the pain or anything like that. And my right hand was like it was on fire. I mean, wow. not like not not painful, painful, yeah, yeah, but, but hot. really, really hot. And I said, oh, is it is it behind your right eye? And she was like, yeah. How do you know that? And I was like, my hand is literally wow. so well, You hot. should do level two or add more. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'd like, I would like to, actually. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, it's fascinating when, something, mm. when you realise mm. that that even exists because mm. a lot of people listening to this will go, what, exactly. what is yeah. that mumbo? And it's know? hard, Ian, it's hard. How do you explain that, you know, yeah. just by putting hands around somebody? Yeah. Well, how does that work? So, but so, but yeah. so when, but when you're the palpatory skills you're talking about, sorry, that is physical. That, is physical. That is physical, okay. and um, you know, people always sort of say, "Well, how do you know that that's tight or that's feeling strained or whatever?" And you do feel yeah. the difference. You know, something that there's the tone of the the skin and the muscles underneath and so on. Mm-hmm. And I suppose with practice as well, you just become more familiar with the structures. So, yeah. in a sense, that's the other thing is that you know you need to know your anatomy. Mm-hmm. And how the body moves and what's moving which yeah, parts and so on. Yeah, of course. So all of those things together um, make yeah. you start to work out where things might be going wrong, I guess, as well. And then, so so going way back to what we originally were talking mm. about, then. So this is like, so your suggestion really would be that that would form this would form part of an overall plan of well-being. Yeah. Um, and. How how regularly would you suggest someone looks at that um, that kind of therapy at having at mm. that, having that? Um, I suppose it depends. I mean, for some people, if it's um, to try to heal from an injury, 
Um, I'd suggest really after the initial treatment you might want to come back within a week or so because mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to leave it too long no. for the body to sort of reset back into its own okay. way. So right. what we're doing quite often is sort of unwinding mm -hmm. the tissues I guess so you want to try and keep that momentum going so yeah. you want to have a treatment relatively soon after. But then thereafter, and it may take three or four sessions at least to start to get that process yeah. to, to change. Because uh, as we were saying before, you know, we might have been in this locked up position for, for years and not know it. So yeah. it's not going to change overnight, so yeah. straight away. But the other side of fall of this is that, um, yes, for some physical conditions, a physical activity may help to move things along. Mm -hmm. But for me as well, in working with both the mind and the body, you know, we've got to engage our mind in the process yeah. as well. Because okay. what we don't always think about is how do we feel about some of these situations. And interestingly, um, I was talking to um, a client of mine recently, and he was, um, he's not a therapist, but he, he plays five-a-side football. Mm -hmm. And he said he was... Um, he was shocked to his core when he got body checked one time. He said it wasn't; it didn't didn't break anything. Mm. But he's not played football since, right? Interestingly, and he loved to get back into it. But he just sort of came away almost in in shock. In shock, wow! And he's sort of feeling that now. And he said it wasn't the was the, the impact, physical really. impact to yeah. begin with. But he was so been so surprised yeah. at how it's left him feeling emotionally. Yeah. So he's now you know thinking, well, I can't go back he, to playing football because I'm worried about so how needs, I feel. So but he needs to develop that mental uh, side to, yeah. before he can go back into a physical. That's yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I find really interesting. Uh, but. I'm quite interested in the mechanics or just the practical side of it in terms yes. of, so whilst you're massaging someone, are you having a conversation or do you have a conversation before, do you, like is it before, during or after or a mixture both, of both? Both, for me. Uh, I mean, some people would sort of say, you know, don't talk to anybody at all and you know, it's really just about their time and leaving that space, which might be right for that individual so it depends but certainly I think what is important is to you need to have that dialogue with people and it's that interaction and it's that sort of for me it's that human connection it that is, we make yeah I mean I, 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 and I, I love that because so often when we talk about um, people developing you know personal development yeah. I think that the you know one of the key things in any kind of therapy is the relationship that you have Absolutely. with you know with Absolutely. that with that therapist. Yeah. If I remember the first time I had <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy, this is just me being flippant and having and being really nervous going in. I walked in and this guy was called Ben, he was a really nice man, and I said, oh, we're gonna be fine, you've got a beard. You know, because I was like, therapist, you've got to have a beard. You know, man, woman, man, woman or child, if you've got a beard, you're gonna be all right. You obviously know what you're doing. Um and and that, you know, I think, for me, it's always, I mean, you know, again, I say humour, some people would roll, it's rolling their eyes, what I call humour, <laughs> but um, but I do think that that relationship is central to everything. Absolutely. And in, so in what you do, that is really, um, 
you know, really essential mm. Um, mm. because you have to kind of have that level of trust. Mm. And one of the things that's interesting is quite often, so when you talked about people like not talking during a massage, mm. that was one of the things that, that I was thinking when I've had massages in the past, it's interesting. I don't think I'd ever really thought about the kind of motive other than it being a, a, a treat, you know, yep. a nice experience yep. that you go and have, that you go and have that someone gives you a massage, a stranger gives you a mm. massage, mm. you know, unless you have a regular massage therapist, it's, mm. you know, it will just be a different, a different person. And for some people, I think that it might be, be like a, almost a, a sensual thing. Yeah. Uh, so they don't, but, and then like you said in the previous podcast about the skin being the largest, what did you say? Sensory organ. Sensory organ. So you, mm. you know, you, you, it is that sensitivity and mm. that human touch and mm. that, you know, that people, there is a level of enjoyment out of Absolutely. it. Um, and so, you know, if you get, no, oh, how's your day been? You know, like, <laughs> you going, going on holiday. <laughs> you know, you just, you don't necessarily want that. No. Um, but yours is like, what you're talking about is, I'm going to use the wrong word here, but it's almost medicinal. Hmm. Would you say, is that fair? Yeah, therapeutic. Therapeutic, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's better. And I suppose that's part of the intent. And part of the, um, the conversation, I suppose, as we work, would be about, and this is where I suppose the coaching sort of element comes in, is getting people to notice how they're feeling. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I suppose sometimes we sort of zone out, isn't it, and mm. when you're in, on the table, and I guess. And we, you were saying earlier on about uh, you know, meditation and how that might make you feel in the Reiki you mm. had, left you feeling a bit spacey. Yeah. But I suppose um, also with a massage, it, it is both a, both a sensory thing, but... It's trying to get people to focus as much as zoning out and not thinking about something. So I want to bring people's attention back into how they're feeling and to and responding to I what have, you're doing. I have never thought of that. You're getting them to connect. And literally, this is part of what I try and work on, is getting people to feel. Yeah. And what does that feel like? So we talk about feelings as meaning emotions and so on. But equally, how does how does you know, a particular area of pain make you feel? Yeah. Because we often have, you know, we may, may respond with anger or or some other deep deep emotion as well. Yeah. So what's that revealing to you? Yeah, I, I mean, then that's and because there is there's the other thing that I always think about. They always you're always told not to drink alcohol after a massage because mm. of the release of toxins and things, aren't you? So yeah, I suppose well also, yeah, just the alcohol itself can <laughs> yeah, well, work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink a massage, kids. Um, but the, but the, 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 the whole release, you know, there is a release of emotions, mm. but I'd never thought about the fact that you could... Because I have, a, I have a, um, an issue with falling asleep, okay. so I will fall asleep. If I, and then I'm, you wake up and you're like, oh, well, I've just you wasted missed it. it. I've missed it. Yeah, <laughs> I've missed it. Like, you know, so you obviously get the, the feeling afterwards of the, the whatever you, you know, mm. if it's been a good massage and your shoulders feel more, you know, mm -hmm. feel looser or whatever it is. But, um, but yeah, you, you know, I want to enjoy the experience, mm. but I've never thought about thinking about like having that focus inwardly on, mm. on that. And using it, you know, almost meditatively. Yeah, and it is, again, I think, you know, the more we can encourage people to work with it and work with you as therapists, then it's a joint yeah. effort. And it's you being much more conscious of literally how you're feeling. And sometimes, and actually this is also quite interesting, you're talking about 
before how we sort of avoid pain or painful situations yeah. and so on so we move away from that what I try and say to people is actually we need to go into that area okay and that's sometimes also you're a scary man <laughs> <laughs> well it, it, it's it's it, it's, it's hard. Works. It's, it's hard to works. do, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, we need to use our breathing sometimes to yeah. slow down. Mm -hmm. And quite often, it's when it's on the out breath that we actually release the hold. Because quite often, you know, when you when you might feel a bit of pain or something, you yeah. stop breathing. Yeah, no, and that's when you get that resistance. And certainly, shallow breathing, don't you? That yeah. kind of chest breathing, yeah. and you, you, you know, that is almost a you know, one level below a it's hyper, a bit, yeah. what's it, hyperventilator. Hyperventilator, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, where, that's where all that system's going. And your nervous system then is working at a I live there. Rate. That's, right. where I, that's where I live. <laughs> I live in that state. Right. Um, constantly shallow breathing, you know, shallow really? breathing. Okay. Um, so what do you do sometimes to lower that, do you think? Well, I mean, I, I practice yoga every morning. Yeah. And it's the... Do you, you practice know, any breathing with the yoga practice as well? Well, I, I do. And so I follow a, a, a video, essentially, you know, and, it's, and I do the same one every day. Oh. Um, or, you know, I have done for quite a while with this yin, what yin, like yin, you yin yoga. I, I generally <laughs> tend to go for a, ma for a mankini. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I don't want that image. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you asked for it. You asked for it. You got it in both barrels. Um, so, but, but I'll, so, you know, um, and I would say that it's, it's definitely 100%, it's my most relaxed part of the day right because so the teacher will be saying you know actually tells you when to breathe not throughout the whole thing but mm. will say you know move on the breath and mm -hmm. um and i but i one of the things i struggle with when it's a when it's with a listening to a teacher is that because they're obviously talking and and sometimes counting for holding postures and things mm. Mm. Even though you know, it's impossible for them to be in time with your breath. But because I don't like getting in trouble with this fictionary <laughs> person that's on the telly, I try and that's follow the... When they say breathe in, I'm, I might have just breathed in. So I'm like... <laughs> you know, Catching up. And, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. so I struggle with that. So, I, so, so actually when mm. I do yoga without any kind of... When I'm not following something, it's probably a little bit more relaxed in that mm -hmm. then it's it's about me taking the breath and then I move when I'm on that breath yeah. but it does it does make a big difference it you know it, it genuinely does make a big difference how yeah. you how you breathe um and in yoga i mean i'd love i will well 100 percent, i'll do a podcast or 50 on yoga at some point in the future so there's something called ujjayi breathing which is um um you but they call it like Darth Vader breathing where you kind right, of you yeah, yeah. and you you draw in a breath and it's very even and it's very even in very even out mm -hmm. uh, I think they call it oceanic breath is the other thing because okay. it sounds yeah, like yeah. you make you make a noise like the sea and that is supposedly you know that brings you that calm and steady mm. consistent kind of breathing so mm. it's not just a deep breath and a shallow breath in it you know mm. um and I think that consistency of breath can bring you uh, you know, a consistent kind of a calming, mm. consistent level yep. of thinking, and yep. that's the whole the whole prep, you know, the whole idea. Yep. So I'm really into that in trying it. Um, so I suppose the only way I can say, like, if you like, whether it's working or not, is I wonder what I'd be like if I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, true. Yep. Because I because I do because I am quite you know an anxious yeah. person. And actually, it's interesting. You you, you what do you 
said just there, because um, something else that I'm working on a little bit more, and it was the, so the coaching work that I do that mm. led me into this area, and that's this idea of solutions-focused practice, which you mm -hmm. may have come across. Yeah, we um, call it outcomes-based accountability. Okay, okay, <laughs> well, it might be slightly different, maybe, because there is, um, well, it started off in, in therapy, yeah. the brief therapy, but it's now, on, it's people use it elsewhere, so I don't really know Andrew Gibson, no. he's, a, he's started life as a business coach, but he's now using this as a coaching tool. Okay. But basically, it's around this idea that a lot of the time, um, we're problem solvers, aren't we, generally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we try and sort of focus on solving problems, so we focus on the problem. Uh, oh, so I see. So this approach is really actually, you know, you're not necessarily going to find the solutions to your problem by studying the problem better. Okay. And a lot of the time, a lot of therapy, but a lot of other sort of work that we do generally is how do we solve the problem? Yeah. So we look at the problem. Rather than how to find the solution. Yeah. yeah. So this approach is saying, well, okay, if in fact you were to think about you noticing what's changed, mm -hmm. then you're looking at the difference that's going forward. Okay, yes. And you're not sort of saying, right, we've, um, you know, we've got a vision or we've got a plan that we need to work to and we've got to sort of stick to that regardless of where we are in reality it's mm. about noticing little incremental changes each time okay. yeah and it's not about saying right we've got to be on a you know, scale of not to ten we've got to reach ten yeah it's whatever your immediate so, next step might be i like that i like that. i mean and it you know we kind of this is what we mentioned earlier on actually i mean it, it is about that it's a personal thing. Yeah. I'm desperately trying to avoid the word journey, as always. <laughs> you know, I just don't like the word journey. But we are all on this. We're all on this, our own path. Mm. So if you're looking over, you know, if you're walking along your path and you're looking at your, your, your neighbour walking on their path and, you know, uh, some people's natural thing is to look at that they're doing better than you. Mm. You know, so you... And then you feel bad about it and you beat mm. yourself up about it and you ruminate about it. And then, you know, you're on this kind of spiral um, yeah. taking you down and down and down. And it's just, it's no good to anyone that, you know. So Indeed. it's actually understanding, no, no, this is just me. This is me trying to make these incremental steps. So, yeah. Um, amazingly, we've done it again. We're out of time. <laughs> out of time. Um, I've re I really enjoy talking to you. I'd love to have you back on. Uh, as often as you like, uh, any, any and, time. and um, <laughs> we'll do that. One of the things about your um, massage therapy mm -hmm. gives you an incredibly good handshake. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, I was like, you know, when I shook your hand this morning, I was like, wow, okay, yeah. Um, so, how do people get in touch with you if they're interested in, um, in, in okay. doing work? Um, I've got a website which um, just do, is under review at the moment, but uh, you can see it on at www.massagetherapyleads.com, or else you can. Um, reach me via the mobile, which is 077-943-66227. And if people are interested, just happy to have a, a conversation. Yeah. You know, we can talk for free. And if you want to do anything else, we can Fantastic. talk about that too. That's brilliant. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Thank Pleasure. you, you guys, for listening. Uh, as always, follow me on Twitter at MentalComs. That's at capital M-E-N-T-A-L. C-O-N-V-S. And uh, as I always say, another episode of Mental Conversations will be winging its way to you pretty soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Joey. Chris.